0: Welcome to The Athlete and the Average Joe, an Eclipse Fuel podcast. I'm Georgia, performance dietitian and athlete.
1: And I'm Ryan, primary school teacher and regular guy.
0: We're here to make healthy and fulfilling living more attainable with handy hints that are realistic and sustainable.
1: That even I can implement.
0: We're all about good vibes here, so drop five stars, subscribe, and we hope you enjoy the show. the athlete in the average show. I'm Georgia
1: and I'm Ryan
0: and today's episode is all about winter wellness. So as we record today uh, it is coming to the end of May which means it is officially winter in probably about five days. Uh, So I mean the cold weather is well and truly set in here in Adelaide. We're freezing Uh, but we thought we would touch on some essential information to staying healthy both physically and mentally this winter. So we have a little friend again joining us. Lilo is our third Wheeler on our podcast. Um, unfortunately, she hasn't really bargained on command yet, so she can't make a verbal appearance, but she's here in spirit. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, in terms of winter, are you a fan? Do you like it?
1: Um, I think it depends. It's probably like most people. Like, I don't mind the cold, but when it's windy and rainy and you get stuck inside, I think I don't like that aspect. But, you know, you get some beautiful winter days where you can go for a walk in the morning or the sun comes out um so yes and no I suppose is my answer
0: yeah we went for a really windy walk this morning so we were the very dedicated dog owners took our dog down the beach and it was freezing we have these matching Kathmandu jackets they're huge puffy uh basically look like walking sleeping bags and I was still cold with that on so yes that aspect of winter isn't great but Luckily, in Natalie, we do have some very lovely winter days to look yeah, forward to. And absolutely. I think most of the time it's bearable. Oh, the sun's out. It's just a little bit chilly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I find because it doesn't really, well, it doesn't snow here, we sort of get caught in between where it's not cold enough to go out and have fun in the snow, but it's, mm. you know, too cold to go out and do anything. So. I
0: know. It's really like, it's such a strange concept because we really do get like a very nice winter comparatively to other parts of the world. I couldn't imagine... You know, the the snow, oh my God, Lila's actually jumping on my back, darling, down please. Um, so I couldn't imagine actually having snow and all that kind of stuff and having snow days, like how cool that would be. But, you know, we do have it pretty lucky in Australia, but that doesn't say that, you know, we do have these aspects of health related issues. So have you ever heard of the SADS, the winter SADS?
1: No, not really. I mean, I know people get a little a little down and blow during winter, just probably because it's... Um, you know, just cold and you get stuck inside, but not and as a yeah. condition, no.
0: So, SADS is actually short for Seasonal Affective Disorder and is a legitimate condition. So, um, many people from particularly the Northern Hemisphere, like we said, who do have uh, really terrible winters, but also their daylight hours are very short. So, I mean, when we went to America in 2015, 2016, we were there over Christmas period And we did notice how crazily short the days were. You know, we could see the sun kind of going halfway across the sky, not doing that full kind of loop that it does in Australia. And it was really dark at like three o'clock. So if you imagine that's what you experience for three or four months of the year, like that would be kind of depressing to not have that sunlight to look forward to. Yeah, And I think as well with, with your sads, it is sort of linked to that kind of recluse feeling you get with winter. So with winter, mm. you're kind of more likely to stay inside, not go out as much. It's, it's a bit harder to socialize. And of course, we don't have that positive effect of sunlight to to keep us happy. So we do have to make more of an effort in terms of our mental health. Um But also our physical health is just as important in winter and we do see lots of colds and flus. So in um, Australia at the moment, we've got a bit of a flu issue. So it's actually been 35 deaths from flu in Adelaide alone. And I know there's been about 37 to 40 in New South Wales that I've seen reported on. So in terms of the flu, Ryan, do you get an annual flu vax? I actually
1: don't. Um, I think I've only ever had the flu once when I was about 15 and it was horrible. But um, no, I don't know. I think I sort of always look at it as in um, the flu vaxxer for young and old people, um, considering I work with.
0: So for mm. me as an athlete, it's kind of hard to uh, weigh up the costs of, of maybe getting sick for a week because of you know, already having a cold and then getting the flu jab, reducing my immunity and getting another cold. Like it's just, it's sometimes hard to coordinate with my training and stuff. Um, But I guess what's really important to put across is that the flu jab isn't for healthy people like us. It is in fact for those people that are young and elderly, and maybe they can't get a flu vaccine. So often if your immunity is already suppressed, so you might have maybe cancer or you've got another chronic condition and your immune function is quite low, you can't actually have a vaccine because it's more likely that your body's not going to be able to produce the recommended sort of antibody response uh, and you'll probably get sick from it. So a lot of those people can't actually get vaccines. That's why it's really important that we have this herd mentality where most of us can get flu jabs um, do. And that way, I guess, 80 to 90 percent of the population is covered mm-hmm. Um But I guess in terms of the flu vaccine, it's it's a bit of an interesting topic because it's one of the few things that, you know, we really have limited research on per year about what the effects are going to be. But some of the misconceptions are that the flu shots cause flu. They don't. A lot of the time when people get the flu shot, like I said, they might already have a cold. And so having a flu jab actually reduces their immunity, so that could make that cold worse. Or they catch another one within the sort of week or two that they've had that flu jab. So... Like Ryan, you just said you had the flu when you were what fourteen, fifteen, and you were in mm. bed for like two weeks. Like a cold and the flu are very, very different things. So
1: yeah, no, it was. Um, I lost about five kilos. I think I was in bed for about a week. Yeah, and um, you know I came back to school or back to swimming, and people were like, "Oh, you look good. You've lost weight." And I was like, "Yeah," because I haven't eaten anything for a How week. Awful
0: so is society. Oh.
1: oh yeah, you know it was just a. I didn't feel too bad about it personally, but (laughs) in terms of where I got it from.
0: Yeah, I guess. But I guess that's a really good point is that, you know, people really complain that they're getting all these cold and flu symptoms following a flu jab when, in fact, like the legitimate flu is awful and that's why so many people suffer really like dire consequences from getting it. So, you know, we're not here to preach anything in particular, but it is an important aspect of healthcare that we can help control. So that's probably, I guess, the first step when we think about Winter wellness is being aware of, obviously, the effects of winter on our mental health, but also our physical health. Uh, And in terms of enhancing immunity, there are some things we can control. Um, obviously, you can just be unlucky and run into an elevator where someone's coughing and spluttering all over you. Um, yeah. But hopefully, we can cover some strategies today that really help on boosting that immunity. Boosting is a bad word because we, don't, abu- we want- don't want to boost our immune function, so to speak. We just want to strengthen our body to be able to deal... Um, with any sort of infections we do get, and make sure our immunity is as enhanced as possible. Uh, by the way, boosting our immune function, it means it's working overtime, which we actually don't want it to do. So yeah, that's a bad concept to sort of feel about.
1: Breaking it down, I yeah. suppose. Yeah.
0: Okay, so <clears throat> our top ten tips for healthy behaviours that will enhance immune function. Uh, if it does pop up and you do need to fight off an infection, number one is hygiene. So Ryan, what do you do when you need to cough or sneeze?
1: Uh, I cough into my elbow. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely face it away from people. That's something that at school in early years or junior primary, um, they're huge on because a lot of kids don't understand that coughing and sneezing actually releases stuff. So it's pretty gross. Um, But, yeah. Yeah i definitely make an effort so that obviously people around me feel a bit more comfortable if I'm coughing or sneezing. Mm. It's a bit gross when someone just does it in your face. Uh,
0: It's kind of gross. And I think as well, like having nieces and nephews, they're always sick coming home from childcare and school. um, It's just they spread germs like crazy because they don't understand the concept of hand hand hygiene and just, you know, that sort of hygiene in regards to, you know, covering up a sneeze. So hopefully these aren't things we have to um, harp on too much, but just just general things like washing your hands. Make sure you're disposing of dirty tissues properly, Um, you Mm. know, just putting them straight in the bin. And then just making sure your general life is clean so you don't leave dirty things around where bacteria can grow. Um, They're little things we don't really think of in the scheme of the creative world and and getting sick. But those are really big, big causes of of illness as we go into winter when we might already have a suppressed immune system from it being cold and being dark. Um, So really important concept. The next most important thing is nutrition. So in terms of nutrition, Ryan, do you know off the top of your head any vitamins and minerals that help with enhancing your immune function?
1: Uh, Vitamin C, I'm pretty sure, is pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So vitamin C is a great one. Uh, Do you know any sources that aren't orange?
1: Blueberries? Yeah. Don't they? They've got... uh, Is that... Oh, no, I'm thinking of something else. No, not off the top of my head, now.
0: Yeah, so in terms of other sources of vitamin C, you don't need to smash citrus all day, every day, although that's a great thing to do. Um, You can also get it from broccoli. Kiwi fruits are a good source as well, so lots of different alternatives and even things like strawberries. So you can get different sources of vitamin C. For the average person, we don't need to supplement with vitamin C. If we're getting an adequate diet, um, that should be fine, but it is always good to maybe supplement if you feel like you're getting sick. Um, It has been shown some evidence to maybe shorten the length of a cold, but not necessarily stop any long-term symptoms.
1: Yeah, okay. So it's kind of like a helper, but not a a cure.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So some other nutrients. So we've got our fat-soluble vitamins, so vitamin A, D, E, and K. So vitamin A, um, you can find that in your basically your orange things. (laughs) So they're carotenoids, um, an antioxidant, and you obviously find that in carrots, but also sweet potato, pumpkin, anything else that's kind of in that orangey family as well um, from the vegetable department. Um, So when we're thinking about vitamin A, really good for our skin health, but also for just like general mouth um, health as well. So it's really great for fighting respiratory infections. So that's why um, when people are in hospital, a lot of these nutrients are actually supplemented because they're in kind of um, maybe a vulnerable state when they're in hospital, they might be malnourished. These are some of the supplements that they're given to help boost some of their nutrition Uh, Some other, in terms of those fat-soluble vitamins, uh, vitamin E was another one we mentioned. So vitamin E, again, fat-soluble vitamin, but you can get it from other sources. So when we're thinking about vitamin E, um, anything that's fat-soluble, we need to eat it with a fat to help absorb it. So if you get it from nuts and seeds, but also fortified products. Uh, And then vitamin D obviously is a hard one because we can get a lot of it from the sun. So in winter, we really need to make an effort to get quality sun exposure. So that means arms and legs exposed for around 20 minutes, a couple of times a week. So we do need to make an effort. If we can do it every day, that would be even better. Um, But for some people, particularly like we're saying in the northern hemisphere where light exposure is quite low, we might need a supplement with vitamin D to, to counteract that. Um, and then in terms of other nutrients, we've also got zinc and iron. So zinc and iron are predominantly found in our protein-based products, but also in things like our beans and leafy greens and um, those sorts of products and dairy. Uh, so those things, again, help with skin maintenance and overall immune function. Um, and there's a few other nutrients that have been shown to help in terms of selenium. So selenium, you can actually get your whole daily dose of selenium in one Brazil nut. So one of them each day in winter might help with boosting your immune function. And, of course, there's probiotics. So you know a lot about gut health and the importance of that for overall health. But in terms of immunity, if you've got good bacteria in there, your probiotics and prebiotics in terms of whole grains, your fruits and such, your veg, can help to keep that balance okay, you know, hopefully in your favor and in healthy bacteria favor. And that can, again, help to support overall immune function. So lots of things we can do nutrition-wise.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I suppose there's a lot to think about, but if there's those... You know, even if it's one or two things that we do. Um, that's probably better than nothing, I suppose.
0: Exactly. And if you are eating your fruits and vegetables that like we always harp on about, eating at least those five food groups and the recommended servings, you should be able to meet those recommendations. Um, it's when you know you maybe are a little bit immune suppressed or you might have some colds and flus that you need um, that increase requirements. And that's where supplements, which we'll talk about a bit later, um, can help with, with sort of reducing the severity of your cold. Uh, but lastly, with nutrition, it's also like making most of... Most use of the seasonal produce. So, the reason that certain fruits and vegetables come into season is sort of, I guess, in line with the winter months. But you can also see it as back in the day they'd use those food for their medicinal properties as well. So there's a lot more of your stews, your root, your root vegetables, which align again with your vitamin A and your E. Um, so making sure you're you're making the priority there, and slow cooked meals and soups are a really good way to get in lots of vegetables, but also hydrate at the same time.
1: Yeah, I know uh, a lot of a lot of schools do like a, a soup run in term two when it starts getting colder. So two people a week make a soup, Yum. one meat, one veg. Um, and yeah, there's always a good couple of soups going around.
0: Yeah, and there's lots of different varieties as well. It's just so easy. Like I've been quite into cooking soups regularly, um, even in the last couple of weeks when it's been getting cold, um, mm. but it does make a big difference and it's just an easy fallback. Oh, and for that's sure. a good segue into... Our third tip, which is hydration. So making sure that we are staying hydrated. So in winter, it's really difficult to stay hydrated because you're not thirsty. You're not sweating a lot. Mm. Um, so what sort of strategies, Ryan? Like I know you struggle with water intake. Um, when you think about trying to increase your water, what do you think about?
1: Um, I don't know. I think for me, really, it's just I've actually got to just have a drink bottle there, sipping on it because um, I forget a lot of the time, you know, like I'll, I'll have a coffee in the morning, I'll get to school and then I'll have another coffee and then I'll start going in a lesson. And as a lot of teachers know, it's uh, you can't leave the room unless you're working with someone else. So you try to not limit your water intake, but you've got to be on top of it so you don't need to go to the toilet when you can't leave the room. Mm. But what I've been doing over the last week or so is waking up and on the drive down to school, um, having at least a bottle. Um, obviously, I can't have more than a bottle That's if I've only got one. Um,
0: maybe you back too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> maybe.
1: Um, and then when I'm at school, sort of before those big breaks that we get, have a big chunk, go to the toilet, and then after school as well, have another bottle on the way home.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just being realistic about what you can fit in for your day. Uh, We've spoken about this before, but hydration is really important. Uh, And in terms of obviously overall function of our body and immunity – our body's 60% water, so if we can try and maximize how much water we're having, we really do help support our organs and our cells to function at their best. Um, but in terms of winter, you don't have to just drink straight water. Like you can have herbal teas a really good way, mm. so having them throughout the day to help flavor those fluids and to keep it warm. Um, but I've also been really enjoying miso soup. So you can buy them in tiny little sachets, they're just some miso soup paste. And fermented miso is actually really great for your gut health as well. So it's good to include. Um, those sorts of things as an alternative if you want maybe a savoury sort of option. Our number four tip is actually to exercise. So when we think about exercise, it's very challenging in winter. So Ryan and I actually went for a run a couple of weeks ago. It was a Sunday night, it was freezing, it was raining, but we did it together and we actually felt much better for it coming home. Yeah. Um, so I think what's really important when it's cold and it's raining and it's dark outside is to think about why you want to exercise um, and then again using those techniques like scheduling it in to make it a priority for you. So exercise in terms of our overall health, I guess one of the main things in winter is the endorphins. So we're really struggling without the sunlight, So we can't afford to take away something else like producing endorphins ourselves through exercise. Um, So we do know as well that those people that exercise obviously have greater cardiovascular health, they have stronger lean muscle mass, um, and these all help with, you know, sort of enhancing your immune function and your body's ability to deal with those sorts of stress. So maintaining our exercise throughout winter is very important. So Ryan, what sort of things have you been doing sort of coming into winter to ensure your exercise routine stays consistent?
1: Um, well, I've been trying to do, I've got a couple of days that I go to the gym because it fits in well with, uh, work and coaching and that. So I, I go to the gym on those days and I really enjoy the gym anyway. Um, but then as well, just trying to fit in a couple of extra runs and just little things like, you know, do it when you have the time. Um, one of my friends, he does every second day. So I have started thinking about, when I go to the gym, which is Monday and Wednesday. And then, you know, if I skip a day, I could run on Friday. And if I don't, then I have to do it on the weekend, uh, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. So just, I mean, for me, I'm just trying to increase the amount that I am exercising. Um, but just getting out of my own head, not not um, overcomplicating things of like, oh, I'm tired or it's cold. It's like, yeah, if you exercise, you'll get warm. Yeah. And if you're tired, mm-hmm. you'll feel better when you're exercising anyway because... You yeah, that energy. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think what's really important to remember in winter is, I don't know what it is about running in winter, but it's like, it's really nice. Like you kind of like, you are cold, but once you start running, it's this really nice warm feeling and you can feel the cold on the outside. I don't know. It's just really refreshing going for like a morning run in winter. Yeah. Um I don't know if I'm just weird, but I've well, always enjoyed it.
1: I think the cold, I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff to do with really cold water, but I don't know if you've had, uh, a cold shower in the middle of winter, and that wakes you up a lot. So I think if you're feeling it's like
0: priming your body, yeah, prim- yeah,
1: priming. That's that's what I'm talking about. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, so make the most of your the opportunities you do have to exercise. You know, use uh, accountability buddies. Sign up to a class with someone. You know, really utilize things like gyms if you can afford it. But don't limit yourself to those if you can't. You know, Make some at-home equipment. You can go to Kmart BW, buy some really cheap stuff, and it's in winter where we want to prioritize using those items. I've done some home workouts lately, and it's been great because I don't even, haven't had to go anywhere. just got a kettlebell, uh, a skipping rope, and I probably didn't even need those items. They were just extras for out of weight. So prioritize your exercise. Keep an idea about why you want to do it, and then prioritize and schedule it in uh, for when you're going to do it. Next one is sleep. So Ryan and I have actually been going to bed at like eight thirty nine o'clock oh, most nights it because like it's so dark. Yeah. It's just so dark. <clears throat> so the good thing about winter is that it does get dark earlier. So it means you can go to bed earlier and then wake up earlier as well. So you get a much better sleep routine because you your body does respond to the natural light. Uh, so in terms of sleep, we all know that if we're losing some hours of sleep, where our body's going to be under stress, we're more likely to get sick, and it's just an ongoing effect. So make sure you prioritize your sleep. Your seven to nine hours is really important, and we've done a whole podcast on this. So go back, listen to that on our tips to how to enhance your sleep further. The next one is take early action for colds. So the reason I want to put this in is because I think people have a tendency to put off treating their colds Like until they're actually really sick. But we all know that feeling when our throat's a little bit scratchy, we feel run down, we feel a bit fatigued. And it's important to know that at that time, it's when your body's first getting those symptoms that you could be the most contagious to other people. So by treating yourself earlier, by taking a day off, resting, um, treating with supplements, staying hydrated, eating nutritious foods, you could also help prevent other people from catching those colds Mm -hmm. as well um as much as you want to kind of push through things like colds and flus and and turn up to work and be the motivated employee no one wants you to be there no one wants a coughing splattering person getting them sick as well and then it's spreading throughout the office so you do feel like you have an obligation to go to work but if you've got sick days use them rest and then go back to work when you're healthy.
1: I think that's really important. Yeah, it's someone at school said to me once, it's actually really selfish if you rock up to school or just work in general when you're sick, as you said, because you are contagious um, and, you know, some people might get lucky, other people might not, and they might be more susceptible to getting a lot more sick than you. So um, it's, yeah, you've really got to have a think about what's important You know, and it's not just about you anymore when you're in a room with other people.
0: Yeah, and I think... Like I said, most of us know those signs and symptoms. We know when we're feeling off and when we're feeling like we might be getting sick. And I think it's just on those first couple of days just really biting the bullet and taking some time off earlier um, because at the end of the day, it's going to have less impact on your work than if you push through it, you have unproductive days because you're pushing through it or when you're already sick and then you have two or three days off because it's gotten so bad. Um, so that's a good early action. The other thing you can do is you can take supplements. So there are there is some evidence, like I said, that it does shorten a cold severity and length, but not necessarily prevent colds. So um, a really good one that unfortunately I can't take because it's not batch tested for athletes is Force. So it has echinacea, it has like olive oil extract, vitamin C, like all these crazy vitamins and minerals, and has quite a lot of evidence for its um, effectiveness. And it's just one of those ones that we do recommend as a supplement. Um, of course, supplementing with vitamin C and zinc, because there's also some evidence there to help with immune function. So if you do feel like you're getting sick, those sorts of things can help. I mean, I'd be sort of open to trying anything when I'm sick to try and stop it progressing. So they, they do no harm. That's the main thing. They do no harm, so you've got nothing to lose by giving them a go. Um, again, focus on your nut- nutrition, hydration, and then just resting your body. So taking some time out to just chill on the couch. I think that's a, a good strategy. Do you have anything you do when you feel like you're getting sick?
1: Um, no, I, th- I think I probably um, focus on eating better and making sure I'm looking after myself. But I think just that, that letting go of um, whatever you've got going on, which which is hard in today's society. Obviously, um, the workforce is a huge... Well, I mean, it really makes the world go round. So a lot yeah. of people feel pressure to to not sit back and do nothing for a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to kind of overcome that guilt you feel by saying no yeah. to work and just chilling out. But it's, I think it's really mm, important. Yeah. Um, so the next thing we want to focus on, number... I think it's six or seven. I don't even know where we are right now. Seven. Yeah, seven because we've put hydration up. Yeah. Um, is social connection. So don't be a hermit That's what I've gotten written down. It's really, really easy to fall into the habit of it's cold. I don't want to go outside and just like chilling on the couch, rugged up, watching Netflix. And... That's very inviting at times and you do need to rest. But I think keeping your social connection is also really important for winter.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, whether it's people coming around or whether you go somewhere, you know, there are a lot of pubs these days um, that have pretty good outdoor areas or, you know, cafes or whatever you're into. Um, you know, I think there are options if you want to stay warm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that social connection is what... You know, when we're thinking about health that we sometimes let go of. Um, So it's really important to understand that when we think about our health, it's not just physical and mental. That social element is just as important. So prioritize your friends and family and those social connections during winter. Lilo is jumping on us again. She's been running around, getting her exercise in. Now she wants some social (laughs) connection. All right. Uh, The next thing we want to do is plan ahead for your success. So... If you are coming into winter, these are all these things that we've spoken about. You do need to plan and have a routine. So nutrition, exercise, mental health, social connectedness, all involve organising yourself um, and planning ahead for your week. So again, treat your exercise like an appointment. Book it in and have some strategies for planning for those common barriers. What are you going to do when you wake up and it's pouring with rain and you want to go for a run? You get a raincoat, you put that on, you have a hat because that keeps it out of your eyes and you still go for your run. You know, rain's not going to kill you. So it's about planning ahead for those strategies you're going to come across and if you didn't think of something and it pops up, it's a really good learning opportunity and you'll know for next time you can think of some strategies to overcome it. So make sure you don't use winter as an excuse to do nothing and let your health slip away or your social connections slip away. Really work hard to prioritise your goals in winter when it's not as motivating like it is in summer. I know it's so much easier to do stuff in summer, but like winter, Mm. we just have to make a bit more of an effort.
1: Yeah. I think you've just got to put in, put in that extra 10% just to, just to be where you normally are during, during summertime, Mm -hmm. but then it sets you up for success.
0: and i think when we think about success we mean literally just being healthier um not being stressed not feeling low in energy which can often happen in these winter months but i think that leads really well into another point i wanted to make is that we just need to also be a bit more accepting of the changes in our body during this time so naturally our body is probably going to hold on to a little bit more weight in winter it's a really important response because it's cold. So our body needs to survive because of the changing temperatures and it's likely gonna store some extra fat to help do that. If for whatever reason you're stuck out in a snowstorm, that fat would be very helpful for you to stay warm. So it's important that we do have a bit of acceptance that even if you eat really well, do everything the same that you were doing previously, you most likely will gain some weight. And it's about having a bit of acceptance around that and understanding that your body does change season to season. So when we think about these health goals we're talking about, we really are focusing on health. We're focusing on positive energy, reducing the times that you're sick, increasing your productivity at work. We don't mean trying to get shredded during winter because I really hate the saying that like winter but when summer bodies are made in winter. I just really hate that idea. Um, you know, you should love or accept your body all year round. Body love is one of those things that's really hard to achieve, but having a bit of understanding of why your body might be changing is good as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, through this whole podcast, we are focusing on inner health and then instead of external looks, Mm. you know, it's obviously it's good to be in shape, but you get that from treating the inside of your body and exercising. Yeah, round is a shape. (laughs) It's Uh,
0: all shapes and sizes. And I think it's accepting that no matter what your body looks like on the outside, you can be doing the behaviors that it's, it's, Moving towards health, uh, so focusing on that is just a really important aspect of of I guess understanding why your body changes and being less like guilty and shame. There's so much so much going on in winter where people just are wearing baggy clothes to avoid um, seeing what their bodies are going to change and look like. So it's just a bit more calm around that and less less like Fitzbow about the way you're going to look come summer. So focus on the health outcomes and the benefits you're going to get from these changes in terms of, of energy. Um, and then the last thing we recommend is have a little bit of an escape every now and then. So if it is possible, maybe a good time for some annual leave is during winter. So you can go somewhere we're lucky in Australia that the top half is quite sunny. So if you can afford an escape up that way to get some sunshine in halfway through, it does make that bit of a slog a bit shorter. So something like that can be really beneficial. And even if it's just a winter escape, you know, we're quite lucky again in Australia and particularly Adelaide that we have the beautiful Adelaide Hills, we have down south, we have wineries, we have all these like nice cabins and things that you can escape and just get away from the world. Um, So making the opportunity that, you know, maybe it's a little bit quieter in winter, so you have this time to get away and, and spend a weekend with your family or friends. So I think that sort of aspect is very important Again, social connection is, but also just having a break. Really important.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, a lot of teachers will get sick during the holidays when their, you know, their RDO breaks are because they've hammered themselves for so long and then it's just this cycle mm. that ends up happening. There are so many teachers getting sick at the moment. No, oh, it
0: happens all the time. Um, as soon as you stop doing stuff, your body is finally has a chance to turn off that cortisol and that stress and then all this immune, immune sort of issues that you've been suppressing for so long finally catch up to you. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's so not, I, yeah. It's not good. It's, no. It
1: says something about... Uh, the society that we live in, really. Yeah, exactly,
0: and how much we're pushing ourselves. So, you know, a a little bit of a summary for today is that there are things that we can control in terms of helping boost our um, overall ability to handle things like immune sort of actions and colds and flus but there are things we can't control as well so it is important to recognize you know saying on top of things like hygiene is really important getting your nutrition in and that doesn't need to be very specific in terms of this food has vitamin a so i'm going to eat it it's more about let's keep my plate colorful let's eat all the fruits and vegetables and hopefully um, that'll be enough to to overcome any sort of illness that comes our way um keep exercising keep on top of your sleep stay hydrated Take that early action and and take some days off to rest if you feel like you're getting run down. Build the social connections. Plan ahead, so see what barriers are going to come up and overcome them. Uh, Make sure we're being accepting of our body and and understanding that it will likely change over winter. And then lastly, take some time out and escape the winter if you can or just make the most of it, embrace it, and sit in a nice cozy cabin next to the fire with some, some toasted marshmallows. That sounds delicious.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things to think about but I suppose the ones that we mentioned first, like George has said, focus on those, the ones that you can control and just do your best. Mm. Sometimes it's hard just to, just to get up and get moving in, <laughs> during the day.
0: And like I think everyone's in the same boat. Like Most people wake up in winter and go, oh, it's freezing. Um, but I listened to a really good podcast a while ago now, but um, I can't even remember who it was or who said it. It might have been in a book. But they said that don't judge the rest of your day by how you feel in the first 30 minutes. So let yourself get up, let yourself start your day, do those positive morning routines that we're talking about in one of our other podcasts, and then you're controlling how you feel. You'll likely feel much better than that first moment when you wake up.
1: Yeah, that actually has helped me in the last couple of weeks because my sleep's been getting better, but I don't get the best sleeps. Um, And I think waking up and going, I feel horrible, but then knowing that, all right, I'm not going to look at the rest of the day through through this lens... Mm. Um, it's actually gone away a bit quicker. I think it's because of the energy I was putting into how I was feeling. It was making me feel more like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I guess it's also been a really long time, Ryan, since we've done our weekly vice. We've forgotten it last, like probably three or four episodes, but that's okay. Um, so is there anything in particular that's been getting you through your adult week?
1: Um, chocolate at the moment. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you're really helping with that by buying all the, well, Arnott's aren't helping with that by...
0: Or Cadbury. Yeah, or Cadbury. Anyway,
1: so yeah, a couple of squares of chocolate, probably a few more than a couple of squares, but uh, yeah, that at the moment is getting me excited.
0: Oh, there's so many good flavors out. It's great. Um, What about you, George? What's been getting me through? Actually, miso soup. So when I was talking about that earlier, it's because the last couple of weeks, it's been absolutely freezing in our house. We've got a bit of an old rental. And the miso soups are just so warming. And I think it's just a nice change from like a lot of the herbal teas are quite Mm. like sweet. So it's a nice savory option when I'm craving something salty in winter. It's really good. So I would recommend you can just get a little sachets of paste Put some boiling water in it. and It's even got little chunks of seaweed in there. It's really good. So yeah, it's got
1: a little more body than the tea. I
0: yeah, think. and it, it, I mean, it does fill you up a bit because it's hot liquid, but it's also just really satisfying. So that, that's getting me through these first little bits of winter. But we'll see what I say next time when it actually is like full-on winter here in Adelaide.
1: Yeah, it's not winter yet. <laughs> a
0: couple more days of enjoying our very cold autumn, although we were blessed with some really nice weather at the start um, of our autumn. So we can't complain too much. No. and on that note, I think it's a good time to finish up, so again, thank you so much for tuning in, remember to subscribe on iTunes in particular because that helps other people find us Um, and then rate and review us as well, so we've seen some reviews which have been fantastic, but if you keep doing that, uh, if you do like today's podcast, remember to screenshot the picture and share it with your friends we love seeing it on your Instagram stories remember to tag Eclipse Fuel, George Bevan or Rye with a R Y Y underscore Z. <laughs> it's a really cool name.
1: <laughs> just look at you know, just look at the ones that Georgia said. It's fun.
0: <laughs> um, but other than that, we hope you have a great rest of the day and enjoy coming into winter. Stay yeah. warm.
1: All right, see you guys.